the idea of obedience. It goes to the, to the principle of submission and just a surrender of a heart. And there's, you can have, and, and you, those of you that have raised children, you down through the end of the chapter. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph... Thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the, by the Lord, of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. And shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had, had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, so good to be here in church together with our church family on, on Christmas Day. And uh, we're reminded every year of the sacrifice that you made by leaving heaven, coming down, taking on human flesh, and confining yourself to a human body so that one day that body could be placed on an old rugged cross. And you could pay for our sins. You, you bought us that day, and you, you paid the whole price for all of our sins. And it started by being born in a stable so that one day you could die on a cross for all the world. Father, thank you so much for the sacrifice that you've made and help us to, to understand a little bit about uh, submissive spirit from the Christmas story this morning. Speak to our hearts and help us to not hold anything back from you because everything we have, you deserve. And uh, we, we, we thank you for this opportunity, for this day, and we thank you most of all for the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for us. Bless this, this message now and this time together in your word. Speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, amen. You may be seated. Everyone in the Christmas story, uh, the birth of Christ caused uh, people to, to give something. And some gave more than others, but, but all, all gave something. And you, can't, you really can't even start this, uh, this, this narrative without 
looking at first what Jesus Christ gave. Uh, he was the one who gave the most. And, and uh, he gave up the comforts of heaven. He, he gave up his reputation, the Bible says. Uh, he was served in heaven. When he came to earth, he did not come to earth to be served. He came to earth to serve. Uh, he he uh, gave up. Uh, he gave up uh, uh, the 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 freedom that he had in heaven, and took on human flesh. As soon as he was born in a human body, he was confined by that body. Now the Bible teaches that he was a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man, all at the same time, but. That that 100% God was confined by that 100% man from the standpoint of he was he was restricted to a human body, and he 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 gave up all of those things so that he might be our sacrifice on the cross. And and remember, you know, he, he, the one who gave himself for us knew no sin. The Bible says he knew no sin. There, there was no sin in him. He never even thought. So when he died, he died for something he did not do. And he knew that when he came to this earth. In the Christmas story, uh, in the birth of Christ, we find uh, three groups of people that we're going to look at. Two of them are directly part of the birth of Christ. Uh, the third one is the third one. Uh, the third group is uh, uh, part of what we call the Christmas story, but really happens sometime afterwards, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment. The first first group I want to look at is is Joseph and Mary. Joseph and Mary were were betrothed when Joseph found out that she was pregnant and getting ready to have a child, and. Uh, Betrothal back in, in Bible times was equivalent to marriage. Now, betrothal would be like our engagement. Only when they got betrothed, when they said, you know, I, I will marry you and I will marry you, uh, that, was, that was set in concrete. Uh, that was, and you know, it, it ought to be that way today. Uh, you should be as good as your word. If you say you're going to marry somebody, you should do it. If you're not going to or you're going to waver on that thing, you shouldn't say yes. But, uh, but they, they went ahead and they were betrothed, and, but they did not consummate the marriage. And they waited until after the birth of Jesus Christ. And, of course, the reason why that is is because of Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. And it, it talks about the fact that, there is, that a virgin was going to bring forth uh, a, a son, a child. If you look with me in Matthew 1, verse 23, this is the verse, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. This is back in the book of Isaiah. And shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Um, they gave up much when, when the Lord Jesus Christ was conceived in Mary. And what they, they gave up... Uh, at least three things. And, and number one, they gave up their reputations. Um, back then, it wasn't like it is today. I almost wish it was more like it was back then. But uh, when people, uh, when, when a woman was pregnant out of wedlock, there, there was much shame to that. And there, there ought to be, because that's not the way that God designed it. God did not, did not design it that way. 
And so Mary had done nothing wrong. Uh, she was conceived by the Holy Ghost, not by Joseph or anyone else. Joseph found out about it, and the angel came to Joseph and said, Fear not. Uh, she has a child, but she has a child because of the Holy Ghost who has given her a child in her womb. So, so the reputation was tarnished, and they gave their reputations to God. You, you, you know, other than the fact that, that, that this, this type of thing had never happened before, um, they, they were, were submissive to God. They were submissive to what God was doing in their lives, and they were surrendered to him. They did what God desired regardless of what other people thought. Uh, they were more concerned about pleasing God than they were about their reputation. The second thing that I believe they gave to God because of the birth of Christ was the, their expectations. You know, we all have them. We all have, we all have a scenario growing up, you know, especially when a, when a kid's small. Uh, you know, they're going to be policemen. They're going to be nurses. They're going to be firefighters. They're going to be mothers and so forth. But oftentimes those expectations change with time. Well, they had some expectations. They had expectations of, of getting betrothed, of getting married, of having children, and having a reputable family. Well, they gave that up. The, the birth of their firstborn, uh, they didn't expect it to happen before the marriage even was consummated. They, uh, they I'll guarantee you, they did not expect to have a child in a stable. And uh, they, they expected to, to have a child in, in an inn, and yet there was no room in the inn. So it was just one thing after another. And the thing that, to me, is, is, is uh, such a blessing is that they took all of, all of those changes in their expectation, and they took them as directions from God. In other words, if it was out of their control in the first place and God allowed it to happen, then so be it. And they gave the, the, those expectations to God. Uh, they, you know, I'm sure they expected their wedding to be different even than what it ended up being because it was, it was after the birth of Jesus Christ. And, and so their expectations had to be given to God. Then the last thing, if you look down with me in verses, uh, uh, verse, um, well, let's see, look at verse uh, 20. As speaking, of, speaking of Joseph, it says, But while he thought on these things, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, the son of David, fear not. And he had just found out that Mary was, was with child. He says, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived of her is of the Holy Ghost. So he had to, he had to give to God his fears. Um, what Joseph was told that day was absolutely unprecedented. It had never happened before and it hasn't happened since. And, and so we're not talking about something that you could look back to and say, well, this is just like, no, it's not like anything. There was never a woman who was a virgin who gave birth to deity, uh, God in the flesh. It never happened. It never happened before, and it's never going to happen again. 
And, uh, and, and it happened to Joseph. Now, you think about that. Think about being the, you know, the only one that this particular thing happened. And what he had to do is he just had to trust God. He had to trust the Lord. He had, he had tremendous fears. I'm sure he did. He feared what, what his relatives would think. He feared what he had to do. Uh, proper protocol because now she was pregnant and it wasn't his child and, and and on and on it goes and the angel just came and said fear not and the, the indication is is that he took that admonition and he cast his fears and he cast his cares on God. He gave him, he gave God his fears and, uh, and, and he rested in the fact that what God told him was true. And, and he just simply trusted the Lord. So those are the things that Joseph and Mary gave. They gave their reputations, they gave their expectations, and then they submitted their fears. And the second group you've got, go with me to Luke chapter 2. Are the shepherds. And the shepherds were in their, the field watching their flocks by night. And in Luke chapter 2, look with me in verses 8 through 20. It says, There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone gone away from, from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that, had, that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. You know, you think about this, the, the shepherds were, were a, a very looked-down-upon group of people. Um, Shepherds stunk, okay, because sheep stink, and uh, they didn't. They didn't smell well. Uh, they were looked down by society. Uh, they just they just weren't weren't thought well of, and yet that was the first group that God came to. You know, you think about it though. Wasn't it John the Baptist that said, "Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world." And so, so uh, the logical choice is to come to shepherds, uh, very, very lowly people, but yet uh, people that needed to hear about the Savior. And the, 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 the shepherds 
um, had to give some things to God when it happened. First of all, just like Joseph did, they had to give their fears. Uh, can you imagine being in that field? Now, you know, we think, we think of, of being out in the country, and honestly, in most places, when you're out in the country in America, you can still see city lights uh, that are fairly nearby. But not, not back then, because they didn't have the kind of lights that we have. So when they were out in the field, I mean, it was dark and it was black. And, and, and the, the Bible says uh, in, in verse 8, and there were in the same, she, uh, same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks, flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. This, this happened suddenly, all of a sudden, the sky lit up. All of a sudden, the, the uh, angels are there, and they're proclaiming the birth of Jesus Christ. And the very first thing they said to him is to fear not. So they had to give their fears. But not only did they have to give, give their trust to God and give their, give their fears over to him, but they also had to give up their schedules. They had to give up their time. They were, they were on the clock, okay? Uh, they, were, they were taking care of their sheep. They had an occupation that they were involved in, and it probably wasn't a convenient time for them to depart. Uh, evidently, they, they had somebody anyway that they could, could uh, entrust their sheep with, but it probably wasn't a convenient time. And you know what? Whenever the Lord intervenes, it just seems like it never really is a convenient time. But are we willing to give up our schedules when, 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 God, when God changes things? And, and we've had, you've had it happen. I've had it happen. Uh, we had something planned. We had something just last year. We, we had worked and we had planned. We had we'd organized to have our Christmas concert. And then COVID came. And uh, when COVID hit, you know, we really didn't have much of a choice. Everybody that, just about everybody that was involved in the in the concert last year was sick with COVID. We ended up having to shut down the church just to stop the spread of the thing. Well, that wasn't that wasn't our choice, but evidently it was God's choice. Uh, when those kind of choices are made for you, do you surrender? And do you say, "Okay, God, I I, I see this. this is not something that I chose." But it's obviously something that you, you chose. When, when our health goes awry, when finances dry up, whatever it might be, uh, when, when it's something that is out of our control, there's one thing that you can be absolutely assured of. It's in his control. And just like the, the shepherds are told, fear not, we need not fear either. Because God is in control, but we need to, to surrender our time and surrender our schedules to the Lord. You know, the, the other thing I thought about, too, that they had to surrender. I would imagine, and, and you, you see this uh, in the Psalms. Much of the Psalms was written by David. And of course, he was a shepherd, and he had a lot of time to think, and he had a lot of time to mull things over. One, one blessing that the shepherds had was that they had some solitude out in that field. They had to give up their solitude in order to, in order to be obedient to God and to go into the city and see the Lord Jesus Christ. And not only did they give it up to go see him, but then they were told to go and tell 
uh, tell the multitudes uh, about the fact that the Savior had been born. Uh, verse Down in verse uh, 17, it says, And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And so they, they went abroad, they went, they went as far as they could and told as many people as they could. This was, not, uh, this, was, this was not the comfort zone, okay, for shepherds. Shepherds were, were folks that were kind of to themselves, and uh, they, they didn't have a lot of, of a mixture with society. And yet, uh, they were willing immediately to change that whole scenario because the Lord told them to, and they gave up their solitude, they gave up their schedules, they gave up their time. Now turn back with me, if you would, to Matthew chapter 2 again. Back to Matthew chapter 2. And the third group we're going to look at are the wise men. Now I understand the wise men are not directly part of the Christmas story in this respect. They were not at the manger. They were not at the, they were, they were not at the stable. Um, the uh, the, the uh account of the wise men and by the way we don't know that there were three wise men yesterday i i read uh, a portion of scripture from matthew i'll probably do it make the same mistake today uh every time i came to the wise men i said three wise men well, we don't know that there were three there are three gifts but we don't know that there were three wise men but um, those those uh, those wise men came Later, And we know they came later because the Bible says that they went to a house in Bethlehem. They did not go to a stable in Bethlehem. They went to a house. And they, the Lord Jesus is called a young child. He's not called a baby. So uh, look with me in Matthew chapter 2. Look starting in verse 1. And I think it's verse 1 that causes us to link it. And, and I think you can link it to the Christmas story. Just understand it didn't happen in the same night. It says, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is for thus it is written by the prophet, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of, of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over, the young, over where the young child was. When they, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, not the, not, the, not the stable, but the house, 
they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their, their own country another way. Um, these men were, they're called wise men. They were, they were astrologers. They were men that, were, that studied the stars. And they were men of great renown. Uh, they were men that had great honor. And they saw the stars. That led them to Jerusalem, which led them to the truths of Scripture, which led them eventually to, to Bethlehem. There are two things that they gave up. First of all, obviously, they gave up some of their wealth. Uh, they had gold, they had frankincense, and they had myrrh. And those three gifts corresponded with the, uh, the, three, the three offices, the three titles of Jesus Christ, prophet, priest, and king. I don't think they even knew that. I don't think they were even cognizant of that. But uh, they, just, they just simply fell into, into uh, that and, and fell into really being obedient and, and uh, agreeing with Scripture uh, because of their visit. Uh, these are the only ones who brought literal physical gifts. But uh, they had it, and so they, they went ahead and, and brought the gold and the frankincense and myrrh, which, was, which was, were very, very costly gifts. The other thing that they gave, and I think this is even even more important than the than the wealth that they were they were get, that they gave to the Lord Jesus, they gave their honor, because you remember these were men who usually were honored, these were men who usually were thought much of, and instead, rather than receiving honor, they gave the honor, and they worshipped the Lord Jesus Christ. They worshipped a young child. They, they, they stripped themselves of their dignity and they, they went ahead and, and, and worshipped a, a young child. Why? Because he was Emmanuel. He was God in the flesh. Now, in each of these cases, whether it be Mary and Joseph, whether it be the shepherds, whether it be the, the wise men, each group gave something to God. Uh, and some of them gave, in fact, they all gave more than just one thing. But they gave things to, to the Lord, and they gave those things because of the birth of Jesus Christ. And they gave different things. The reason why they gave different things was because they were individuals. And God deals with us as individuals. What God would have one person give to the Lord, he would not necessarily have somebody else give to the Lord. Uh, he'll, he'll deal with you in, in a way that's different than he'll deal with someone else. But the bottom line is this. God wants something from you. He wants something from you. It's Christmas time. What have you given to Jesus? You know, one of the, one of the uh, uh, Christmas songs, and I really don't care for it. It's, it's one that you hear a lot, Little Drummer Boy. But I do like the principle behind it. And the principle behind it is the drummer boy had nothing to give uh, but 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 a song, and of course this is all fable. It's not in the biblical account. But uh, but but he gave himself. He gave himself, and the Lord has something that he wants you to give to him 
at Christmas time. You know, we had a Christmas offering, and and uh, I encourage folks to give more to Jesus Christ than you give to any other single individual, uh, because it's not their birthday or your birthday. It's the, the, the birthday of Christ that we are honoring and, and remembering. But what is it that God wants from you? Uh, maybe he wants your reputation, willing to be a fool for Jesus Christ. Uh, maybe he wants your expectations. Uh, you know, the, the, there's, there's things that you have set in your mind that you would like to do and you'd like to accomplish well, maybe God's got a different plan. Are you willing to accept whatever it is he has for you? Uh, maybe he wants your fears, the things that, that uh, make you quiver and quake a little bit. He just wants you to cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. Maybe it's your, your schedule, and I don't know about you, but this is something I struggle with all the time. Given my schedule, my time, your job, uh, your attention, uh, uh, you'll have something planned and a, a monkey wrench will be thrown in there. Uh, are you willing to willingly give all of that stuff to God? Are you willing to give your right to solitude? You know, our privacy, sometimes God will ask us to give it up for him. Uh, our wealth, our, our own personal honor. Uh, Christmas time is not just a time of obedience. It's a time of submission. What have you submitted to Jesus Christ? Because he is your Lord. He is your Savior. He came to this earth. God in the flesh gave up everything he had in heaven to come down here to be our payment for our sin. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, thank you so much. At this Christmas time, I can't think of the stable and the manger without thinking about the cross. Uh, our choir sang a song, I believe it was last week, Born to Die. And that's really the whole reason why you came. You came so that you might be our sacrifice for our sins. And Lord, when you did that, when you came down and took on human flesh, you gave up so much. But you gave it up for us. We're not worthy of that kind of love. We're not worthy of that kind of sacrifice. We're not worthy of that kind of submission. You submitted yourself to the Father. And you did all of that for unworthy people like us. Lord, uh, we ought to be more than willing to give you those things that you require of us. And sub not just obey, but submit those things to you because we love you because you're our God because you're our Savior maybe there's someone here this morning that does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior they don't know for sure if they die today that they go to heaven may they realize that Christmas is all about God becoming flesh so that he could become our sacrifice one day 30 years, 33 years later on the cross of Calvary Father, speak to our hearts about how submissive we are. And maybe there's something this morning that we need to just lay on the proverbial altar for you and submit to you today because you are our God and because you loved us so much, you came down to this earth for us. Father, bless this invitation. Have your will and have your way in each and every one of our hearts. 
We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all